Good morning, and thank you so much for welcoming Neartown Church into your home for worship today. I'm Jake Porter, a mission partner at Neartown, and I have the honor of sharing with you something deeply personal that God has taught me through my own struggles, and that I now have the opportunity to share with others professionally. The work that I do is primarily couples therapy, particularly with couples deeply affected by addiction, betrayal, and trauma. Many of the men and women who I see come to me because of a behavior they want to stop, and almost always, once we really get into it, we discover that the problem is deeper than their behaviors. It's at the level of their hearts. What I get to help people do, essentially, is grow up. I get to help people grow into a healthier, more whole version of themselves, to see people move from futility and failure into flourishing. I get to see those who've chosen selfishness and isolation over commitment and connection experience a transformation from the inside out. And I'll be honest, I learned how to walk people through this process, not just through education and training, but through my own life experience as God worked in me. There was a time in my life when I found myself in a place very similar to what Paul describes in Romans chapter 7. The things I wanted to do, I didn't do, and the things I didn't want to do, I found myself doing. I was conflicted and divided. I desired to follow Jesus and walk out my calling from him to become more like him, yet I found myself repeatedly giving into other desires and emotions and making choices that weren't in line with my own values or identity or faith. Have you ever experienced that sort of internal division, that conflict in your heart between two impulses? Do you know what it's like to be torn between competing affections? Well, if so, here's some good news for you. That's normal. You're not crazy. As a licensed mental health professional, I assure you that pretty much everyone to one degree or another experiences these sorts of internal conflicts. Often, when we say we don't know what we're feeling, the truth is that we don't know how to process feeling seemingly contradictory emotions at the same time. You see, we humans are complex beings. We're capable of seemingly incompatible emotions, thoughts, desires, and more all at once. And this internal conflict can be felt as quite overwhelming. Throughout the Bible, we find examples of this common human reality. I've already mentioned the Apostle Paul describing his conflicting desires and behaviors in Romans chapter 7. Or you could look through the many pages of Psalms of King David and read him go from despair to hope, from anger to acceptance, and then back seemingly in an instant and all at once. But one of my favorite examples of this is found in Mark chapter 9, verses 14 through 29. In this story, Jesus and his disciples arrive into a village and are greeted by a crowd of folks, and a man steps out from the crowd and tells Jesus that his son had been suffering from seizures and was unable to speak. The man had already brought his son to Jesus' disciples, but they weren't able to heal him. Well, Jesus tells the man to bring his son to him, and when he does, the son immediately begins to convulse and falls to the ground and foams at his mouth. Can you imagine watching your child experience this for years and years on end. 
I know there are people who do. I, I can't imagine having to live through that. Even now, as I think about this dad in this scripture who has probably traveled a long way with his suffering son just to see Jesus in hopes of a miracle, now watching his son on the ground again, suffering in public, my heart aches. I feel a tightness in my chest and a despairing pain. The man says to Jesus in verse 22, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. And verse 24 says, immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. I love that verse. I love that honest confession from that father in that moment. Two seemingly contradictory feelings coexisting in his heart in one time and in one space. I believe, help my unbelief. If we're really honest with ourselves, I think we'd find that most of us live to one degree or another in that place. A commingled experience of simultaneous faith and doubt, desire and apathy, peace and anxiety, joy and grief. That father could have been overcome by his unbelief. He could have given way to that and never brought the boy to Jesus. Or in that moment when he saw him on the ground again, he could have let his unbelief win out and instead of turning to Jesus, turned to the boy and tried to nurse him in the same ways he had for years. Yet something in that moment allowed that man to instead choose belief and turn to Christ. Rather than choosing hopelessness, he chooses connection with Jesus, the life and light of the world, and his son was healed. In my own healing journey, I've faced moments when I've had to acknowledge that my heart has been divided. I believe and I don't. I'm happy and I'm afraid. I feel shame and I feel hope. It usually pre presents more like this though. I can keep my mouth shut in fear and not risk rejection by speaking out, or I could speak up against an injustice that I see. I could put on a smile and not tell my wife about why my feelings are hurt, or I can be vulnerable and share my heart in real intimacy. I can shrink back in shame when I react poorly to a friend or coworker or child and just pretend like it never happened, or I could circle back and own my mistake with authenticity. It's taken me a while to get to it, but here's the main point I hope you take from this message today. When facing internal conflict, always choose connection. In faith, connect with God, turn to Him, seek Him, trust Him. In authenticity, connect with yourself, the truth about what you're feeling, all those seemingly conflicting parts. And in vulnerability, connect with others meaningfully, your spouse, your kids, your friends, neighbors, coworkers. Listen. The trick to overcoming this nearly overwhelming state of mixed emotions is to acknowledge and feel the feelings, but then choose to act in alignment with our deepest values, with something greater than ourselves. I feel shame and it makes me want to hide, but I value relationships, so I lean in and choose connection and share my thoughts. I feel fear that I'll be rejected, but I value vulnerability, so I choose connection and feel my feelings and share them. One of my first couple therapy trainers, Dr. Pat Love, said this, feel the feeling, but do the right thing. When facing internal conflict, always choose connection with God, yourself, and others. 
It's a total lie to believe that your emotions always have to run the show. We can let our values and sense of purpose take the wheel instead. Who do you want to be? Who do you believe God has called you to be? Choose in faith to act according to that reality and not the reality of your divided heart. Amazing things happen when in the face of internal conflict, we choose to connect with God ourselves and those in the spaces we live and work and play. We find that the internal conflict diminishes when we're not driven by emotion, but instead to act according to our values. It's remarkable actually how quickly the state of our hearts can change when I just stop navel gazing and start moving myself toward a greater purpose outside of myself. Shame dissolves when instead I choose to let myself be known. Fear fades when I begin walking in faith. Anger gives way to compassion when I choose instead to forgive and serve rather than harbor resentment and bitterness. Hopelessness loses its hold when I give my voice to gratitude instead of scarcity. As we close, I wanna tell you about one more place in the Bible where a divided man chose connection. In Matthew 26, we read about Jesus on the night when he was going to be betrayed and arrested. It was the evening before his crucifixion. He's gone to a garden with his disciples and he's asked them to stay up and pray with them. And he finds a place to himself and he begins to pray, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus is divided. A part of him knows the pain and suffering that awaits him. A part of him knows the divine plan and yet desperately wishes for another way. He knows that he has uh, been sent to, to, to drink this cup of God's wrath on behalf of sinners. He knows he's to bear the weight of sins of the world. And so he prays, if it be possible, let this cup pass. This is what he wants and yet he wants something else more. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus did not deny his internal conflict, but he confessed it honestly. And then as the writer of Hebrews tells us, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. In the midst of fear and pain, Jesus chose a greater joy and went to the cross for you and for me. He chose connection with his father and his father's will, with his true purpose and with us. His choice is the basis for our ability to connect with God at all. He died on the cross to pay for our sins so that we can be forgiven and made new and enter into new life with him. And now he has called us to be ministers of reconciliation, messengers of the good news that you can truly connect with God through Jesus. It falls now to us connected and empowered by his spirit to choose to connect with others so that they too can find rest and peace in Jesus. Here's my call to action for you today. When facing internal conflict, always choose connection. Spend some time quietly connecting with God and yourself and try to put words to paper to an internal conflict you've been having, one in which fear and doubt has perhaps been winning most days. Share that conflict honestly with God, honestly with yourself and with a trusted friend or family member. Then choose to act as the person you want to be, who God has called you to be, and see how quickly your heart begins to change by God's grace. Watch as you're more and more transformed 
into the very image of Jesus. Let's join Christ in his calling to be people of reconciliation, of connection with purpose, intention, faith, hope, and love.